Hello, and welcome back to the Addicted to Healthy podcast, your one-stop destination for all things health and a kick-ass life. I'm Laurence, certified nutritional practitioner and health coach, and the host of the Addicted to Healthy podcast. So today, I will be talking about veganism with Nicole Slater. She is an online health coach, but she started out with lots of physical symptoms and health problems, and she found plant-based lifestyle that was really able to reverse her symptoms and lead her to a place of healing. And we talk about many struggles with veganism, um, like your your surrounding tribe. So if people don't understand why you're going vegan or if they don't want to follow you, if you're the only person um, eating that way and you have a lot of resistance around you, there can be many challenges with it. And as well, um, navigating recipes and cooking and making it um, varied and delicious and not just eating carrots and lettuce all day, obviously. We have so many recipes now and lots of resources for going vegan, but a few years ago, this wasn't really the case. So we're gonna go through her struggles and her challenges and ways for you to navigate eating more plant-based and why this could be a good idea, as well as going vegan um, with your kids. So making sure that they get the proper nutrition and also about um, picky eating. So I know we can all be picky eaters, especially um, kids, can be hard to get them to eat their green vegetables. So we talk about easy ways to sneak in those extra nutrients and to make things really tasty like green smoothies and things like that. So I'm super excited to welcome Nicole on the podcast. So for many years, she enjoyed spreading the message of how she healed herself from chronic illness and fatigue through a plant-based lifestyle. As she evolved and connected to her intuition and deeper self, she realized that she wanted to do work that really dug deep into our inner consciousness. So now Nicole helps moms work through the emotional baggage that we all carry around from childhood so that they can stop passing it down to their kids. Whether it's physical or emotional, we grow up and carry these deep hurts and habits with us and they infiltrate every aspect of our lives, especially when parenting. So she now lives in California with her three children, her husband and a clan of fuzzy kids. And we will be talking about what she does at the end of the episode. Um, But she does have a lot of knowledge with going vegan and lots of cool tips. So I can't wait for you guys to pull these tips away and start acting on them. Because even if you don't go 100% vegan, it can be life-changing just to add in more plants into your diet. So we're going to talk about this. Hello, Nicole. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm super excited to get into this topic today because I think it's going to bring up a lot of questions and maybe some controversial topics around nutrition and eating and diets and all of that, especially around veganism, because there are a lot of questions around that. So I'm super stoked to get into it. Yeah, I love talking about this. So yeah, just super happy to be on here and maybe clarify any myths that may be out there about veganism and all of those things. So yeah, I know you're the right person to talk to. You could talk about this all day. So yeah, totally. Let's do it. So I want to know, did you start out um, vegan and in the health 
kind of wellness sector or did you kind of get into it gradually? The reason that I ended up going vegan was because I was really sick. And when I was like in my, you know, I was kind of a healthy child, but when I hit preteen teens, I noticed that like my health really started to decline, to decline. And I didn't really eat well at all. We were a standard American family eating a lot of packaged and junk food. And um, my mom was really obese and struggled with, you know, yo-yo dieting and just low energy. And my grandmother was, um, became a type two diabetic uh, when she was, I think in her forties, somewhere around there. And so, and she was really unhealthy. And so we just didn't eat healthy. And I was really lucky because I was really active and I was very lean. And even though I was eating all this junk, like I had lots of energy until I kind of hit my puberty years. And I think because the hormone shift and all of that, you know, it in, and then also just being exposed to more and more illnesses in school and stuff, I started to get really sick. So fast forward to my mid twenties and it all started to catch up to me. And I felt so run down and so sick all the time. I was nauseous all the time. I had headaches constantly. I just felt like I had the flu 24 seven. And then I started to get really bad joint pain to the point where I would like um, limp some days and doctors couldn't help me. And I'd have all this blood work done and they would just say, Oh, you're, you know, your vision of health or we don't know what's wrong with you. And I was tested for Lyme disease and you know, thyroid issues and uh, all sorts of different autoimmune things and nothing came up positive. And so I just, I even had a doctor tell me it was all in my head. So yep. at that point I was like, oh. <laughs> I know it's amazing how much you hear that. And it's ridiculous. I would never say that to anybody. It's so demeaning. Mm-hmm. And I just, at that point was done and fed up. So I was like, I'm just going to take this into my own hands. And I started reading and just reading and reading and reading. And then I started to um, find that veganism helped with a lot of the problems that I had in particular, like a high raw, you know, live food diet. So I started cutting things out and I essentially, you know, to keep it short, I healed myself on a plant-based diet and slowly but surely all the symptoms went away. And so now I'm like this super vibrant, healthy mom. I've had two really healthy pregnancies and natural home births and like breastfed. I just weaned my almost, well, he's four now, but we just weaned before he was four. I've been breastfeeding for almost seven years and all of this on a vegan diet for the most part. Uh, So yeah, I, that's kind of how I got into it. And because of course I healed myself and I had this story, I wanted to shout it from the rooftops and I wanted to help everybody. And so that's kind of how I got into the health industry. So my, my initial vegan journey started because of health issues, but it was shortly after that it also became an ethical thing. And, and then of course now I do it for the animals, my health and the planet and all, all that jazz. Wow, that's super inspiring. Um, it's incredible that you're able to find that vibrant health. And especially when you hear people say, like, nothing's wrong with you, but you feel like crap, right? And oh, then yeah. you make the changes and you literally feel like superwoman. It's it's crazy. And especially, like, I think a lot of people, too, like, they kind of feel mediocre, but they think yeah. it's normal, right? But then when they feel better, it's it's life-changing. And it's just like, even if you just do small changes in your diet, it doesn't have to be something crazy, right? 
Totally. And yeah, I, I think for so long, I mean, all through my teen years, I was really tired. It was so hard for me to wake up. So like, I remember all of high school just feeling super tired. And if I like overdid it ener energetic, energetically, um, I would have to like recuperate for a whole day. And as a child, you know, I just kind of thought that was normal. And that's how I went through into my early twenties. And then it got worse and worse. And so then when I healed myself, the energy that I started to get and now have, it's like energizer bunny, right? And as a mom, I'm not getting as much sleep as maybe the rest, you know, pre-mom, you know, rest of the population. And I still have so much energy. So yeah, I think people don't realize that they don't feel good. Yeah, definitely until they start eating better. And then um, especially moms in general, I think, feel very tired all the time and think that that's normal. And yes, you are getting less sleep. You're totally sleep deprived. There's all of those things, but fueling your body with good foods um, and being healthy, like you have so much energy. Oh yeah. I think that's a huge one too. I think fatigue is the number one symptom everybody complains about. Yeah. Um, and it is so debilitating. Like you don't want to do anything if you're tired, right? You don't want to meal prep. You don't want to exercise. You don't want to like do even like fun stuff. You just want to be in bed all day. And it's obviously not a fun situation. But um, did you notice a change right away when you started going vegan or did it kind of take a bit of time? Of course, I wanted it to be instant because, you know, we're like a society of instant gratification. Yeah. But um, the changes were slow. Some of the things were immediate. So for my entire life, even as a young child, I battled with a lot of stomach um, pain and heartburn. My mom literally carried around antacids in her purse. She always had them on her for me. And then when I got old enough to be alone and want to be driving, I had them in my car, on my bedside table, in the bathroom, in my backpack. Like I had them everywhere because I struggled with um, acid. So so badly. And so the day I cut out dairy was probably, I mean, it was life-changing. Within 24 hours, I had no more stomach pain, no more gas, no more bloating, no more heartburn, and it's never come back. So that was immediate. And that kind of turned me on like, oh my goodness, I can actually change how I feel with, with my diet. Like I was mind blown because I had been so Mm -hmm. uneducated around nutrition and diet and uh the rest some of the other stuff took time you know it was they say when you're when you're cleansing or detoxing the symptoms kind of sometimes go in reverse from when they started and I noticed that to be true for myself and I definitely had some healing crisis says they call them where your symptoms flare up and it's scary and Back then I didn't, you know, I couldn't, it wasn't going to the doctor because they weren't helpful and I didn't really have anybody to reach out. So I would just go to the book. So I would watch YouTube channels and get inspired and, and, uh, support, get support that way. But I would say within six months, I was feeling 75% better and over the next couple years, things would kind of wax and wane. But so it took me, it took time. But if you think about it, it took an entire lifetime up to that point to get that sick. So. Oh, that's the thing. I mean, we can't expect to just eat crap for 10 years and feel like crap for 10 years and then expect it overnight to change. Right. I mean, it's a process, but, oh, totally. but I totally agree with the dairy thing too. I think that's usually the first thing people cut out and 
it's usually pretty instant um, results that they see. And for me too, I found that to be true. So I find that with dairy, it can be like that. But yeah, for the most part, you do have that transition and that, that period of time where you know you're you're building up and you're you're healing yourself. But I want to get into a little bit about like the support system and navigating a vegan diet because it's also going to be dependent on where you live because I know a lot of people um, don't really have all of the grocery stores or the restaurants that are like vegan friendly. I know I'm lucky to live in Vancouver, which is like a bubble of new, like vegan, nutritionist, um, gluten-free stuff, healthy food. But I know it's not the case for a lot of people, and especially when it comes to living at home and your support system if they don't get it. So how was your transition into a vegan diet and how did the people around you react? So when I decided to go vegan, we had just moved to Oregon, um, this little tiny ranching community in Northeastern Oregon where winter can be like six, seven months a year. It's just, it's very extreme area to live and it's really, really beautiful. They call it the little Alps. There are these jutting mountains that come up out of the valley and it's very picturesque. It's, it's really magical, but the entire, like a large part of the community um, are farming and ranching and not even farming so much because the winters are so long and harsh that it's kind of difficult to grow a lot of things in that area. So, I mean, our landlords were ranchers. My husband worked for them for quite a while, um, building fence and just helping on the farm and all of those things. So it was ironic that I decided to go plant-based at that time because we originally moved there because we had this dream. We were going to like become self-sufficient and we were going to like, I was going to can everything and make my own butter and yogurt and which I actually did learn. And I, I did for a small sliver, uh, but of time, but, um, and we even got our own chickens. So we got our own chickens and we were like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to have our own meat. We're going to get our own cow. And then I went vegan and that all went out the window. <laughs> So my husband and my stepdaughter, who was like 10, 11 at the time, were not really on board. And they understood that I was trying to heal myself, but they didn't really understand why that was the way to go. And I think I hid how horrible I felt too a little bit. Like my husband, years later, he said, I didn't realize how sick you really were until you started talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I was, I was really sick. But when we met, we actually met to working at a bar together. So we were kind of like, we weren't hardcore partiers or anything, but we drank and we ate whatever we wanted. And that was where we had kind of connected. And so it was a strain on our relationship and on our family. You know, I was like making vegan meals for a while and making them a meal. And I was feeling so bad that I shortly after like couldn't do that anymore. And there was tension because he was still drinking. He was still wanting to eat meat and all of those things. And I was over here like cleansing and doing massive amounts of green juice. And uh, we kind of started to split. And so he was supportive, but he didn't really understand it. And he wasn't really interested in doing it with me. And my stepdaughter was like, no way. You know, she was kind of coming into that teen year where her friends were kind of everything and, she rejected that whole idea. So I was really alone, <laughs> to 
uh, and we lived in this area, like I said, where I didn't really have much support. So I would, yeah, I'd get online. I would read blogs. I would buy cookbooks. I would watch YouTube videos. I would connect with people who were eating the way that I was eating. And that kind of kept me going. And it was hard for me. I'm not going to lie. Like it was definitely a challenge. And of course, over time, people that know us know now my husband is vegan and we have two vegan boys. Um, and my stepdaughter is like mostly vegetarian. So they didn't come around right away, but they did later. And, you know, at that time when I was really sick and, and doing it on my own, yeah, it was, it was a struggle. So, and I didn't have like uh, my family to, that lived close by. They didn't really get it either. You know, they'd be like, oh, a little dairy is just, it's just fine in moderation. Yeah. Fine. And, or you'd get, and the people that I lived around would be like, you have to eat meat. What are you talking about? The reason you're sick is because you're not eating enough red meat. And so, yeah, I had a lot of um, opposition and not very much support. And I just kind of went with myself and my gut and how I felt. So what I tell my clients when they come to me with these questions, because this is one of the harder dynamics of becoming plant-based or actually having any allergen in your diet, you know, whether you're gluten-free or you know, you are even keto or those things, it kind of isolate you in some ways. Um, and you just have to keep remembering to have compassion for all those people around you because they don't know what you know and what, what people don't know essentially can scare them, right? People are scared of what they don't understand. And so that was kind of how I survived. And there was a, a period that I was really angry, especially when I became um, more ethically vegan. I was like finding out what was going on in the farming industry and the, the meat industry. And I was mind blown, like the blinders came off and I couldn't fathom how we were doing what we were doing in the animal industry and how this wasn't like a, a, a fat, like everybody didn't know this. Right. And and so there was a lot of anger when people would um, criticize the way that I was eating and I would lash out. So fast forward and of course now my husband's vegan and our kids are and all of those things and uh, people will come and ask us, you know, like, how did you do this? My husband doesn't want to be vegan and I do and I want our kids to be vegan and he doesn't want to, he's not on board. And I you know, you can't force somebody to, to eat a certain way. The more you try to force it, the more they're going to reject it. And so you have to just live by example and you have to just show them how good you feel and how amazing and make these amazing, delicious meals where they're not going to miss their meat or their dairy. Because in these days, like there are so many amazing vegan options. I think there's this, you know, myth out there that when you go vegan, you're not going to have anything to eat. And it's so not true. You can pretty much make anything um, that you would have made before out of plants. And now there are all these great like nut cheeses and milks, you know, alternative milks and stuff to, to, you know, fill any cravings you might have. But I kind of just continue to tell people, yeah, come at it with compassion. Remember you were there. Remember you didn't know anything. And if you go to a social event, call ahead or talk to your friend if they're inviting you and say, 
hey, uh, this is the way I eat. You don't need to make this for me, but I can bring a dish to share for everybody and make like your most amazing tasty dish and bring it with you and share it with everybody. And most of the time people don't even know it's vegan. They just comment on how tasty it is. You do get the occasional troll when you go to like a social <laughs> event that will be like, oh, I could never eat that way and that's not healthy for you or mm-hmm. they get very defensive because like I said, people don't know, they are scared of or they're associating veganism with maybe some type of negative experience they might have had and you have to really kind of go into your Zen mode and take deep breaths and either you have two options, you can kind of just say, oh, you know, I don't, this just makes me feel great. I don't push it on anybody and just kind of walk away. Or you can have an arsenal of facts. I tell my clients, you know, get in, get educated and have like some key points, like this little arsenal that you can talk to people about. So if they ask you questions, you have educated answers. And that makes, you know, makes you feel a little better, especially if you're kind of being attacked. But the most important thing is just to take deep breaths and like not get triggered because it's really easy and people can really push buttons especially family members yeah I totally get that and I love that you mentioned that because like for me too I've had experiences with this with my own like um eating habits and my like allergies and all of that and it is pretty difficult when you have especially your like immediate surrounding that's not on board with you um so I think it's admirable that people like you and me are able to stick with what we believe in um even though like sometimes you really just want to eat the dairy because it feels so uncomfortable that the person's staring at you and you're not going to eat it. But um, yeah, I think that it's pretty admirable that you're able to stick with your guns though, even though it can be very challenging. And I think another thing you mentioned was the support. So finding whatever support you can. So like if it's online, then we're so lucky now to have the internet, right? So yeah, so many people online, we have all these resources. So we are really lucky to have that now. Um, but yeah, and then another thing that you mentioned about not forcing people, because it's never going to work that way. I saw that with my family too. We just started making more healthy meals. And when people actually are like, oh, this is delicious, or I actually feel better, then you're actually showing them proof without having to like say anything, right? So I think that's, I think that's the biggest uh, transformation that you can really make um, is to really show them and let them experience it, right? Definitely. You know, I, as I got better, my husband watched me get better and have all this like unlimited energy essentially. And, um, there was a point when my youngest or my oldest son started eating solid foods and we kind of had a powwow and I'm not going to say it was like a gentle powwow. There was (laughs) fighting and arguments there. You know, I don't suggest people do it the way I did. I was kind of like, we have to be on the same page, you know? And because I truly did believe that. And he after seeing me get better, believed in the diet. He believed in the plant-based lifestyle. So he agreed with me that we wanted to introduce the same food to our son and we wanted to be on the same page. But he was still struggling with what he wanted to eat just because he wanted to eat it. He was like still kind of in that mindset. And so we made an agreement that we would all eat unified in the house and my stepdaughter and my husband could eat whatever they want when they were out of the house. But the thing is, is like he kind of doesn't eat out a lot when he's, you know, he's takes food with him and then he goes to work and comes home and eats. And so he started to feel better and he started to have more energy because he was eating vegan. And so that's kind of how my husband came on board, but it wasn't, um, 
it wasn't, yeah, because I threatened him or told him that he had to eat that way. Um, because that didn't work. Yeah, I did try that at work. one point. It work. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. And so what about the kids? How was that? Um, especially when it comes to like school and all those activities and all of those kind of, I don't know, like potlucks and gatherings. And what about their friends? Like how did you na- navigate that? Was it difficult for them? I think it's been more difficult for me because I want them to not feel isolated and to have a connection with somebody on that level. So up until now, actually, we have only met a handful of vegan children and the majority of them live on Maui, which is kind of like one of the biggest reasons why we want to move there. Yeah. <laughs> amazing school homeschooling vegan community there. Right. And cool. but as they've grown up, you know, of course we go to birthday parties and such and we always just bring a dish and I talked to the kids beforehand. They kind of have it. They kind of understand it now, but when they were younger, you know, I would talk to them and be like, okay, we're going to go to this party. And there's, I highly doubt there's going to be anything that you can eat there. So we're going to make your favorite cupcake or your favorite like sweet dessert. And when they were younger, I would make them like these raw little pies or something like that. And as they've gotten older, you know, now we make like vegan gluten-free cupcakes and stuff like that. Um, or we'll go and because we're kind of lucky where we are too. We have a grocery store where we could go and pick up something to take with us. But I always just bring a dish and I bring them like a backpack of food. And most of the people that invite us to a party understand the way we eat. So they're not surprised. And that's kind of what I tell people. I get that question a lot. Um, how do we navigate birthday parties? Because it's all this you know, junk food and sugar. It's like, just bring your own food and sit down with your kids beforehand explain to them why we don't eat that food and have their most favorite options packed so that they're not really tempted to want to eat the other junk food. And, you know, at this point, my kids are um, six and four and they they understand it. They're like, yeah, yeah, we just bring our own food and um, they're okay with it. So that's kind of how I navigate those situations. Yeah, it's amazing. I think that also if they were brought up like that, then it's easier than, for instance, if they started uh, to become vegan when they were like teenagers and they were eating that stuff before, then it probably would have been a bit more challenging, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that parents who have kids who have already eaten a certain way and then they're trying to like transition them, they just have to do it really gently and over time. Um, and I've, I've talked to some parents that are like, well, we eat completely vegan at home, but I allow my children to kind of have, you know, I guess cheat days if we go someplace and they're with friends because that's the way that they had been eating. And, you know, the, you have to kind of go with the flow, I think, with kids. I mean, you can't, especially when they hit a certain age, you can't control your what your teenager eats. I mean, and so I say have a unified um, front about what you're eating at home and then what they eat when they're out as far as teenagers that's you have to kind of accept it and with mine you know they uh, they've been raised this way where they um, have been plant-based so this is their norm but I, I've actually heard and watched interviews of kids that have been raised like vegan or even raw vegan and when they hit their teen years and they start to have some peer pressure they start trying all different other foods but they figure out really quickly that they feel like crap eating that food and so they go back to you know their base of what they learned when they were younger 
For sure. But, I think that's the foundation and like the education that they have, like they know why they're eating it. Right. So that makes a big difference too. Yeah, definitely. And for parents who have kids that, you know, they're transitioning now and their kids are a little older, I tell them to sit down and just have a powwow at the table, you know, get some um, child friendly books. There's some great books out there by Ruby Roth. Uh, I can give you the link for those, but they're all about veganism or plant-based living and, you know, why it's so beneficial for not only humans, but the animals and the planet. And she goes into nutrition and some of them. So you could, you know, get some of those books for your kids. You can watch documentaries. Some of the documentaries are maybe too graphic depending on the age of your child, but, you know, sit down as a family and watch these things and just educate them as you're getting educated. And they may not make the same choice now, but they'll have that, that education like under their belt when they get older. For sure. Yeah. I'll definitely want the links for those. And um, even Netflix, I think there's a lot of, you know, safe documentaries out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Something you could watch with the whole family. Um, and it's just the education, right. To, and then make a choice in regards to that. But I want to talk a little bit about proper nutrition on a vegan diet, because I think this is one of the biggest things too, like the po- the protein myth and all of that. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about what you do. So do you take, first of all, like any supplements or is it all um, from food? Do you include certain foods like at every meal? How do you structure it out to make sure that you're getting the proper nutrition? When I first was healing, I kind of had this silly idea that I was going to get everything that I needed from what I was eating. And as I've learned more and had kids and stuff, I, we do supplement and I make sure that they're really high quality supplements. Um, we use Mary Ruth organics for the kids and they're these liquid supplements that don't taste, you know, really bad. I'll just take a spoonful of it, but they don't. But so I just put it in their smoothies or, or juice, or we make um, popsicles. But the reason I started the supplement was because we just don't live in a perfect world anymore, right? We're not out there farming or we don't have all this organic nutrient dense soil anymore. We're not drinking water from streams. Like we, we are eating very sterile. And so we're not getting certain nutrients that we need to be getting. Um, one of the biggest ones that you hear about on a vegan diet is vitamin B12. And what a lot of people don't realize is like more than half of the population, no matter what they're eating, is deficient in B12 or has low levels. So we supplement for that and the kids love it. You know, it kind of tastes fruity and we just stick it under our tongue. And depending on the time of year, we supplement for different things. Um, This time of year as we're coming into, you know, fall, winter, we're doing like zinc and um, colloidal silver and we're kind of doing like immune boosting things. but. I also just try to make sure we're getting greens as often as we can. And, you know, we're not perfect. We go through stages where, like, the kids don't eat greens for a couple days. And I'm like, whoa, you, we, you guys got to have a smoothie or green juice. And they'll, they'll have their smoothies and green juices. Um, and so they're getting a lot of nutrients in that. And, you know, my oldest eats salad. And I always just try to sneak greens. You know, greens are the powerhouses for nutrition. Oh yeah, for sure. They're like, yeah, the mineral base, they, they're the healers. I had somebody a long time ago tell me, eat as many greens as you can get down, you know, when I was sick because they, they're the healers. And so I just try to make sure that they're getting them often. I'm not super neurotic about it. I don't want to stress over it, 
and you know they eat a lot of fruit too and so many parents are scared of fruit because our medical society has you know fruit rots teeth or fruit's bad for kids or it's going to get them addicted to sugar and mm-hmm. fruit is so so important it carries so many healing properties to it it also is loaded with fruits and minerals and even fruit has protein so when it comes to the whole protein myth it's just that it's a myth we've been told our entire lives that we need way more protein than we really do and mo- more important especially children who are growing they need they need protein yes they need a balanced you know diet but they also need a lot of carbohydrates and the you know they need a lot of fruit and grains and and beans and so because they're growing their brains growing and they're they're burning so much energy and those carbohydrates are just like instant energy for them uh so yeah i mean i could give you stats if you want but it's like most um people are so scared of the protein myth and like protein's literally in everything you know it's in our greens it's in broccoli it's 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 in fruit, you know, and it's in, um, nuts and seeds. And it's just, we definitely, that's the last thing we really need to worry about when it comes to getting onto, you know, a plant-based diet or, or any diet, honestly. So yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. So do you track at all or do you just kind of like, um, include as many different types of fruits and veggies in a day and you just go by that? How do you kind of go about your planning your meals out? I have tracked in the past uh, and I get kind of neurotic. So we don't track. And I always am just talking with the kids about what's so important for them to eat and what's not important. And, you know, they do have packaged foods and we junk food and you know, we buy boxes of packaged cookies sometimes. It's like, it happens. And we're not, I'm not so extreme because I don't want it to backfire or them to feel so left out and isolated because they eat so weird. Um, <laughs> you know, like, oh, we only eat dates and we've only, yeah. eaten <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't track and I, yeah, I just try to make sure that it's balanced and seasonal too. Cause where we live, you know, we get certain times of year. So this time of year, like we're eating, drinking more citrus, more or- fresh orange juice. I do try to always fresh press our juices. We don't typically buy a lot of pre-made juice. Um, because of the the vitamin uh, content when you're drinking fresh pressed juice, of course, is so much better than store bought. And yeah, and all uh, the enzymes and everything. Exactly. So, and we do make a lot of every day. We're either making a green juice or a green smoothie. And so, if they drink their green juice and green smoothie, I don't or or eat them in popsicles because they love popsicles. Yeah, that's a good idea. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always suggest that, especially for people with picky kids, because mm-hmm. most kids love popsicles and you can hide pretty much anything, supplements, greens, whatever you want in a popsicle and they don't know. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're getting it in there and I don't I don't worry too much about it. Um, but there is a really good app I used to use called Chronometer. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yeah. 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 And so you can go on there and track and see, you know, you can set up your profile and you could, you can track what you're eating and you'll find like, at least I found it's really easy to hit all of the, you know, the nutrients and vitamins that you need. Yeah. And I also think that's a great way to kind of start out, especially if you're transitioning to vegan diet and you can be like, okay, what has protein? What has 
these vitamins, minerals, blah, 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 and kind of see what your macros look like. But I agree with you for the long term. I don't really find macro tracking to be very sustainable and it can kind of backfire if you get too strict on that. But yeah. I think it can be a great tool to kind of understand what you're eating and um, what it means and if you're getting enough. Um, but we talked a lot about the challenges about going vegan. What would you say is easy about going vegan? Oh, for me, it was like this. Um, and maybe this wasn't a good thing, but I kind of put a vegan lifestyle on a pedestal for a while because it was so sparkly and shiny and like it's so beautiful, right? This fruit is that you, you see these plates or these platters of food and plant-based food is so beautiful, right? It's vibrant greens and browns and reds. It's just every color of the rainbow, which isn't an accident, right? I mean, all of those um, plants and fruits and vegetables have different nutrients and purposes that help our bodies. So it, I don't think it's an accident that they're so beautiful and um, colorful because they make you want to eat them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always something that I really loved about it. And of course, how I felt, you know, I started to get more energy really quickly. And so that was uh, amazing for me because fatigue had been something I'd battled with for so long. And um, then there comes the the ethical side of it. And when I really started to realize that side of a plant-based lifestyle, like a whole new world was opened up to me. And it kind of just gave me more life purpose. I realized that every choice that I make, you know, when I'm eating, when I'm at the grocery store, even, you know, when I'm buying makeup or whatever it is, I have a choice to buy something that is sustainably made and not tested on animals or doesn't have animal products. And that trickles down, you know, when we we demand that more is made. But when I make those choices, I just feel really good. I, I feel good about my choices. I know that I'm not hurting another living being for myself. And also there's all of the, the benefits for the planet, you know, um, that I won't get into, but, you know, veganism is so wonderful for the planet. And so there's that aspect. Like, I really feel like I'm a solid, good contributing member of this planet and that I'm, and that makes me happy and makes me feel good, which that's another thing. I feel like on a vegan lifestyle, you aren't, you know, when you're eating animal flesh, you are absorbing the energy and, and the hormones, like those chemical, you know, the chemical makeup of the animal right before they are slaughtered, um, is full of, adrenaline and stress and they're scared and those are things that when you ingest that meat not to mention the whatever uh preservatives they stick in the meat to make it stay red and all those things you're absorbing that and you people don't think about that when they're eating about the energy of what you're eating but when you're eating something dead you're kind of absorbing something dead and when you're eating something live and live and fresh and vibrant you're eating something that's alive and there's a totally different energy level there. So overall, it just helps with your mood. You know, it kind of helps, I think it can help with depression and anxiety and it, it makes you just happier. Yeah. I love all of that. I totally agree. And uh, I definitely been eating more plant-based too. I have a bit of meat here and there, but for me too, it's like all about the quality. Like I won't have something unless I know 
like the source obviously grass-fed organic but I definitely agree that it's the best thing that you can do for the environment too and also with the energy and yeah that's a, that's a real thing and another thing I also thought about is like for me I just love making um, plant-based meals because I mean they're so yummy they're so vibrant they make me feel really good but I think it's also like a lot easier because like I don't need to think about like the cooking time and like raw meat or like being scared totally. that it's like undercooked or and that just usually takes more time to make whereas like if I just put like have a nice bowl those that's literally my thing I literally like to make a bowl of veggies yeah. and make like a really good dressing and it's so easy it's so quick to do I don't have to think about like cooking it it can be raw um and yeah. things like that so I think it's it's also for me it can be a lot easier to put together you know I agree to think I think, about all of those things I think people are scared of it like they're it's going to be harder and really yeah your cooking time's cut in half your cleaning time is cut in half oh I for sure yeah off. I'm like you're not sitting there scrubbing greasy pans with cheese mm -hmm. stuck on it or, <laughs> or the all the fat drippings right I mean it's just it's everything is quicker and yeah so I love that and that's what we do in our house too. We actually rarely use plates anymore. It's usually always bowls because you yeah. can just like stick anything in there, right? You yeah. know, <laughs> greens and rice and beans and like nuts and yeah, yummy avocado dressing or whatever you want to put in there, fruit. It's, it's amazing. Totally. And one other, one other really beneficial aspect of it that I, it's huge is my kids have a lot of energy and all kids have energy, but my kids tend to be super even killed. So I've noticed like when we go to a birthday party and there's these kids and they're eating all of this sugary junk, like my kids don't get those crazy spikes and lows and that we also don't get sick as much. And that's huge. Like my kids don't get sick as much. They look healthy. Their skin is like, we've never had skin issues. Neither of my kids had cradle, um, cradle cap. Like they've never had the typical baby issues. That's so, that it's so normal now. And that's amazing. Um, definitely perks to that. Yeah, that's, and so that's, that's really huge. I watch my kids, like, they're just more even killed overall and um, don't, and they don't have as many, like, emotional breakdowns, I feel like. Love it. So what would you say that if somebody, somebody wants to start out to go vegan or more plant-based, what would be your top recommendations for first starting out? Take it day to day and don't beat yourself up. Um, I think it's really, really important to get on a meal plan. And I think it's really, really important, honestly, to get help and get a coach so you have support. Um, that is something I did not do. And I think if I had gotten help and, and a coach at the time, I, my healing would have been half of what it was. I would have just been able to heal much faster. But my journey is my journey, and that's how I went about you things. You learned a lot through that, yeah. Yeah, I learned a lot. But I would say to start out, you know, f um, find somebody that really inspires you online. And there are so many people now that have really great cookbooks that are super easy. Go to your favorite bookstore, get a good cookbook, and then work on a meal plan. Because that's going to really, that's where people get hung up. They're like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to eat. And if you get a grocery list and you, you know, get a, a meal plan set, it's so much easier and you don't have to do it all at once. You could just choose one day a week and start there. You know, there's meatless Monday. So you could just pick every Monday and eat vegan that whole day 
and see how you feel and see what you think and then slowly just add more more days to it awesome and we talked about picky kids but we also know they're picky adults so yeah. what are your go-to easy like vegan family recipes it can be like snacks or meals some things that people like rave about and that are super delicious and easy to make so we have a rice cooker that usually always has rice in it and my kids we alternate like we do wild rice brown rice white rice you know we just kind of alternate around and the kids can even self-serve now if they really need to and rice is so versatile because you can put anything in it mm -hmm. virtually you know i mean it's yep. it's <laughs> no matter what um other things i think that are really easy to make vegan uh mexican food yeah. indian food a lot of ethnic foods actually it's high true food. yeah um and that you know if you wanted to talk about going out to eat for those people who live in areas where there aren't any options, you know, it is all about making food at home, which is the position I was in when I first started. I made everything from scratch. But for people who live in more metropolitan areas or more um, forward areas, it's like Thai food, Indian food, Mexican food, you can usually always get vegan options there really easily. And you can make them at home and they're really easy. Um, I don't have one, but it Instant Pot has been like coming on the scene and people really, really like that because you can just make a soup in there or, you know, something really easy in that. Um, and it's done in like 10 minutes. Yeah, those are so easy. Just like you can like put it in the morning, go to work, come back and then it's done, right? Yeah, it's kind of like the new crock pot. Yeah, and then I know you're like big on smoothies too. So like what would be a classic smoothie for your kids? Their favorite... Um, is generally frozen mango, frozen banana, um, kale or spinach, orange juice, um, and then I throw all the supplements in there. I mean that they know are in there. But if you have, <laughs> I if you have a picky kid or a picky adult, start small with the greens, you know, and start start with something like spinach, which is really really mild, and just start with like a small handful. And don't add any other supplements. Like I add spirulina and stuff to ours, which definitely has a, I feel like a stronger flavor. Mm -hmm. Just start small, do very little greens and work up to it. So put mostly fruit and then just the little greens. And then over time, your taste buds change and your kids or your picky adult get more used to it. And they'll, they'll, um, they'll naturally start eating more greens. Um, but that's our favorite. And um, that's usually our go-to. I also do. Um, banana ice cream a lot and so yeah it's so easy for those of you who don't know it's like you just literally put frozen bananas in the blender or a food processor and you can put just a little water or almond milk or something and blend it down and you have this creamy luscious ice cream and you can put whatever you want on it so one child of mine likes cacao nibs and the other usually just likes it plain or with almond butter and oh I'm put supplements I will throw my supplements in there too yeah, it's a great idea. Just yeah. put it in. It's like a dog, pretty much. Totally, yeah. <laughs> you just put all the supplements in there. Yeah. Just yeah. And I love how you also mentioned, like, the taste buds, because that is really true. I've seen that, too, with myself and clients and family members, how when you start eating more plant-based or just whole food-based, your yeah. taste buds change, and you don't have to, like, you don't have all those cravings anymore. You don't need, like, so much sugar to be satisfied. Like, just a little bit goes such a long way. So that's a big one as well. Like they do change pretty quickly. Yeah, it's um, 
you have to give it, yeah, it's a little bit of time, but they do start to change quickly. And I noticed too, you know, I was way more of a picky eater before I went vegan. And now like if it's vegan, I'll try it. I'll try anything. Right. And I generally love everything. I'm the only thing is like arugula. I've had a bad experience with arugula. I don't like arugula. Uh, we all have one thing. My husband, or one or two I know. I tried to make a smoothie with it once, a green smoothie, and it it just didn't work. It is so bitter so, though. So it's yeah. just got such a strong flavor. I don't mm-hmm. suggest it. It smoothie. does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're but, like a newbie, uh, I wouldn't start with arugula, but <laughs> yeah, right. Don't start with that one. Um, even kale. Like kale is kind of the next up. I feel like, but it's um you know, start small with kale and you can do different recipes. Like one of my favorites was romaine lettuce with grapes and banana. And it sounds really plain, wow. but it's really delicious. Interesting. And yeah. I mean, so you can use any green, you just have to experiment and, and try. Amazing. So where can we find you? What are you up to? I know you've been working on a lot of new stuff, so fill us in. Uh, we can find me on Indie Mama Life on Instagram and my website is um, indiemamahealth.com, and that's I-N-D-I-E. I love and, it. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I chose that name because I never have really fit in with anything. I always just felt kind of odd and quirky, and um, so that's kind of how the name came about for the business. But um, yeah, I have been kind of shifting my focus a little bit. I'm still way into veganism and health, of course, and it's still part of my coaching program. But I'm really, really loving helping moms with more emotional, um, deep emotional baggage and trauma. When I first was going vegan, you know, I I heard that you would detox eventually, like emotionally. And I was physically sick. So I was like, well, whatever, I'm not even going to think about that. And I thought I was pretty solid. And in the last year or two, I've had a lot of emotional detox and just digging up old traumas and such. And that became, I became really, really passionate about that because as a mom, we have all of us, even probably with the best parents where we have these traumas from childhood and they kind of get buried in there, or we get passed down trauma from our mom or our grandma, like generations of baggage, right? We're carrying and we pass it on to our kids and they show up as triggers in parenting. And I'm really into conscious parenting or gentle parenting. And so I was really realizing like, oh, I have all these triggers. Where are they coming from? And so I'm offering that as like a a coaching now um, with, I'm doing one-on-one with moms to help them kind of get through that. I'm giving them strategies to work through that so they can be free of it. And veganism is definitely a part of my coaching because I think it's one of the purest ways to cleanse. And, you know, whether you're cleansing physically or emotionally, it's, you're still cleansing. And so it's an online course or online one-on-one coaching? I am working on a group program. Um, It's actually going to be called Energy School. But right now I'm offering one-on-one coaching. Amazing. That sounds, I'm just, I love the kind of path you're going towards because you did change it a little bit. And that just sounds incredibly valuable for mothers because I know that totally makes sense. I mean, we all have our past traumas and all of this stuff that we just hide inside. But especially when you become a mom, for the most part, you kind of take the focus away from yourself, right? So I think it's so important to kind of bring the focus back to yourself. I mean, you do need to be aware of 
what you're suppressing and to get back to self-love and everything to be able to be not only a good mom, but also feel good in your body and as a human being. Right. So I think that's an incredible service that you're providing. And I'm so excited to see this come to life. And I think it's also great because I can tell you feel passionate about it. So you're just combining all of it together. Um, So yeah, I can't wait to see this come out. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, super excited about it. I feel very aligned and happy with um, the purpose my life is taking. And so I will definitely put the, sh- the links in the show notes. So I will put everything we just mentioned so you guys can check it out. Thank you again for hopping on here. I had an amazing chat with you. I think this is going to be super valuable. Um, it's a lot of stuff that we don't really talk about, especially when it comes to Um, you know, prepping with your family and even like the emotional changes that come about when you are changing your lifestyle and when it comes to nutrition. So thank you again. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you loved it. Nicole's fantastic. So I definitely encourage you to check out her stuff. Um, She has great content and she just provides so much support to women and families. So I love chatting with her. On another note, I just want to shout out uh, Steph who provided a review for the podcast. So she said Laurence provides so many great tips on how to improve your health and nutrition. Her advice and conversations are honest and she speaks with a true passion. Definitely recommend a listen. Thank you so much, Steph, for your shout out. Um, I just want to say that if you like the episode if you like the podcast i always appreciate any rating or review you can leave so just go to itunes click on ratings and reviews and leave a comment i always appreciate that and on another note if you don't know already i have an upcoming workshop on sunday november 25th all about digestion so this is going to be um, starting out with a yoga class and looking at breath and movement how it's so important to supporting your digestion we'll be having a nutrition talk discussion around different digestive issues action steps to take proper healing of the gut we'll be talking about nutrition lifestyle and herbal remedies um, essential oils we'll be going through some different ways to add essential oils to your day-to-day routine for optimal digestion health and then we'll be going into a mini cooking demo with some recipes that you can take home and um, you'll also be getting a little bit messy there too so going to be dynamic there's going to be movement discussion Um, it's really not going to be a type of classroom discussion you're going to apply the knowledge and really understand why it's not just about eating right or just movement or just breath it's really combining everything together so I'm super stoked to host this with Rosewood at Trinosh Kitchen in Vancouver it's from 10 a.m. to noon and you'll be going away with a bunch of goodies from Organica um, some kombucha some recipes as well and then an ebook with everything we discuss so i'm super stoked if you are interested if you think you could benefit from this or if you know anybody who could benefit from this um, this will be sunday november 25th you can send me a message if you have any questions otherwise uh, the event is on eventbrite.ca and it's called it's a gut feeling so i hope to see you there i'm super stoked and thank you so much for listening Talk to you soon.